welcome to Dynastream's podcast, I said a prayer for you today. My hope is that you will be powerfully encouraged through real life situations, prayers, and encouraging words. Each episode is from the heart, not trying to be perfect, just being real for real needs. Feel free to share these episodes with those that you feel may need some loving strength. All right, let's begin. Hello, my friends. I'm going to encourage you today, and I hope I can bring this all together for you um, with truth and real life experience and how God would bring it together in my spirit. So I'm going to start with reading um, John 19, 19, and this is when Jesus was on the cross. Um, now Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross, and the writing was, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Then many of the Jews read this title, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. Therefore, the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate, Do not write the king of the Jews, but he said, I am the king of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments and made four parts, to each soldier a part, and also the tunic. Now the tunic was without seam, woven from the top in one piece. They said therefore among themselves, Let us not tear it, but cast lots for it, whose it shall be, that the scripture might be fulfilled, which says, They divided my garments among them, and my clothing for and my clothing they cast lots. Therefore the soldiers did these things. So there were things that were prophesied in the Old Testament. The fulfilling Jesus on the cross, so many details, fulfillment of Jesus on the cross, risen Savior, resurrected, alive today, dwelling in the hearts of his believers. Now, when he was on the cross, it went on to say in verse 25, Now now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother and his mother's sister Mary, the wife of Clopas and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing by, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. And then he said to his disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her to his own home. And after this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. Now a vessel was full of sour wine. A vessel full of sour wine was sitting there, and they filled a sponge with sour wine, put it on a hyssop, and put it to his mouth. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. And how I got to this scripture was incredibly amazing. Because I had always heard it taught that when he said it is finished, That is when his declaration and he laid down his life. But prior to that, when he said, I thirst, I always heard they just gave him vinegar and they didn't want to give him water to drink to quench his thirst. There was a fulfillment in scripture in this, but I want you to kind of go a little deeper because that sour wine, that is something that soldiers and slaves were to drink. You see, I was researching, and there was something to that vinegar. You see, in the Roman days, the, the elite, they drank wine, fermented good wine. 
But the soldiers and slaves drank what was called pasca. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. P-O-S-C-A. And it was a sour wine. Vinegar. It was vinegar, and then there were things added to it. So the, the declaration even more, even more mockery. They weren't just trying to give him a drink. They gave him a drink of what was there because that's what they drank. The soldiers were giving him something that said, you're just a soldier and a slave. You're not a king. It was once again more mockery. Because you see, if he was truly a king, he would have gotten good wine. He would have gotten something that truly refreshed. But they were trying to mock him as though he was a soldier and a slave. But yet Pilate knew because he wrote Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. His wife was disturbed in sleep. Read those scriptures. Read, read what happened with Pilate and his wife. He knew who he was. He was a man of God. He knew. And the priest didn't want him to write that. He wanted him to say, well, just say, he said, I am the king of Jews. Either way, his declaration, I am, is God himself. But they wanted it to be said, well, he said this is who he is, but we don't believe it. But just that words of, I have written what I have written, declares, Pilate knew. He knew this was much more than a man declaring to be somebody. Even though he said, I am. Pilate knew at a deeper level. And so I want to encourage you. And this is where I hope to be able to bring it together because my heart goes out to those who are sensitive and just God has just gifted and anointed so much. And the creative ones feel like there's something wrong with them because the religious world will try to diss them because they're different. They don't follow the rules, regulations, fitting it all into a little box. Creative. They're interpreting the world around them or the world of God for them. There's an interpretation, something God is showing. They want people to see the beauty and they can really play music and tell a story. You feel it, you visualize it through music. It's powerful. Art is powerful. It carries with it the emotion, the translation of the one writing it, the one drawing it, the one painting it, the one playing it. Much like the word of God is the inspired word of God from God through the hands of the writers of these books. And so if you can equate that, you see the art, whose hand is translating through these people? Is it the hand of the world or is it the hand of God? How do you feel? Do you feel full of lust? Do you feel full of joy? Do you feel full of hate? Do you feel the anger? Do you feel the depression? Do you feel the sadness? Do you feel the hope? Do you feel the joy? Do you feel the presence of Almighty God? Next time you're near some pieces of art or painting or drawing or writing, note how you feel, how you felt even before you walked up to it and how you feel even then. Because you're getting subliminal messages all day long to your subconscious through the music when you go into a store, through the artwork 
no matter where you go, there is strategic items placed, painted, drawn, written to give messages not only to your conscious, but to your subconscious as well. And so when I, when I just discovered that, truly I saw these markers for young people. Well, they're getting requested, you need to have this kind of marker. And when I looked up the name, I realized the connection to a soldier or a slave. They're connecting him to less than significant. But I tell you, my friends, the creative ones, sensitive, highly intuitive, prophetic, are truly sensitive to the world around them and to the God that created the entire universe. And that is why the enemy seeks to destroy so many of the creative artists, or they see them when they're young and they try to lead them and guide them along the path of darkness that they may accomplish their deeds in the dark. But remember, it only takes a glimmer of light to cause darkness to flee. It only takes one flame to be able to to ignite another and another so that the whole world would be lit and visible. He is the light. He is the way. He is the truth. And so when the light shines on something, the darkness must flees, must flees, must flee. And when the light is showing to reveal, to heal, to redeem, to restore. So my friend, when Jesus was crucified on the cross and he said, I thirst, there's writing about he thirst. He's the living water. He quenched the thirst of the woman at the well. He's the living water. And he's about to die the excruciating death on the cross. But he gave up his life because he knew he was a spiritual entity from heaven above walking in flesh amongst us so that he could be amongst us, identify with us and be able to translate it in a way that we would understand it because he came and experienced it. And so when you look upon that, what they fed him wasn't just to give him vinegar and mock it. That was what they drank, soldiers and slaves. And so I want to encourage you, as you read more thoroughly what is happening in the world, what is demanded of instructors, what they're pointing to, what they're naming things, what they're drawing, what the, the um, icons are, the logos, the paintings, the drawings. Ask God to, to reach in, teach you and train you. Because he said he will teach you and, and show you Teach you the way, what is it? The Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you into all truth. So he will show you what is going on. Because he knew in the Old Testament, in the New Testament, he fulfilled all that he said was going to happen. And even the soldiers fulfilled what was spoken of by the prophets. Even the soldiers. Jesus came to set the captives free. And whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And it may not look like it does to other people. And so my friend, I just want to encourage you. All that was fulfilled on his laying his life down on the cross, there's so much more to it. It's more than just on the cross. It is the death and resurrection. The resurrected Christ. And so I want to encourage you, continue 
to read the word. Allow God to make it make sense to you. And as you walk through your daily life, when you turn on the light switch in a room, do you think about God said, let there be light and there was light? Does it mean if you walk onto a room and the light bulb burns out, oh my gosh, there is no light, there is no God? No. But if you can walk through your daily life and you can repeat scripture and truth, God will continue to show up in amazing ways. He will he'll bring divine meetings, encounters. He will share truth with you. He will bring you a missing piece at the spiritual level, at the conscious level, at the subconscious level. But it is God who brings it together, first spiritually, and as you process it, he'll be able to make sense of it in words. And that's what happens in, in my daily life when I'm encouraging you what happened when I saw these markers. And I have such, my heart just cries out for these creative people that are being trafficked in, in the world today and probably for generations. But God was able to use the creatives with the writing to bring us the word of God because they listened to him, tuned into who he is, was able to write it out for us. And so I want to encourage you, some of these kids are being groomed and mentored, drawn to the enemy because they don't understand. But as you pray and you lift up and you allow God, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Let his thoughts in. His ways are higher than our ways. Let his ways in. And we may not always understand it, but he will bring it together in a way that shows you he is healing, he is redeeming, he is restoring. He is showing you the threads throughout your life. What happened then and why certain things are happening now so that you can be free from it, that it doesn't continue. And remember I told you about the basketball tournament that we played, we had seven players. We made it all the way to state championship and how enduring that was. That's a lot of running. That's a lot of training. That's a lot of endurance. And we got distracted by a team that would bring beer. Distracted. Too much temptation. And we missed the championship because of the distraction of beer. Oh, we may not have won anyway. I'm not sure because we didn't have the chance to prove it. So I can't tell you this is what would have been had we not done. I don't know. But what I can tell you is what God taught me and what he's showing me now at an even greater level. And as I, I search for jobs and I'm looking, going, Lord, you know, lead me and guide me. I would hear a story about my grandmother because I went to the greenhouse which I shared with you and I would be reminded of my grandmother through Lily of the Valley and then my mom would share that she not only worked for the Liquor Commission it was the state of Michigan and my grandmother just was wonderful at holding our family together enduring so much in her life <clears throat> she endured and she turned to her beer she wasn't a mean person 
She wasn't a low-life person. She was this amazing woman who wanted my dad to know who God was. She wanted to make sure that he would be trained even in religious studies. So she sent him to private school because she wanted better for him. But my friend, what I learned, how God brought it together, is when my mom would say she worked for the state. And then God would show me the basketball. We went to state. We missed it because of the beer. And my grandmother, who worked at the state, the liquor and the beer that she favored. See, that was something generational that was in my life operating. And God would come along and set something free, but I wouldn't even realize certain things and why it was or how it was until such a time as this, when he brought it together and he showed me generational workplaces, operatives, temptation, substitution, enduring faith, enduring hardship, any way you knew how to do. So my friend, be encouraged and how God would tie that together and show me the state. And as I pondered that, I said, Lord, I looked and I was even looking at state jobs and what was listed and who they're actually asking to apply. We're looking for this minority group. We're looking for this other group. Please be strongly encouraged to apply. It was astounding. But God was teaching me higher things. And so when I, when I was reminded of the state, he reminded me that he is higher than any power and principality. He is higher than any state that we're dealing with. Any state of affliction, any state of whatever it is, state of being, state of whatever, state of the country, whatever it is, he's higher than that. His ways are higher than that. His thoughts are higher than that. And he is for you, not against you. He works in you, through you, around you, for you, in front of you. He goes before you and he is your rear guard. He is able to do far greater than you can ask, think, or imagine. He is the one true God. So go and read John 19. And what that means to you, because it was on my heart to share this, and I pondered it for a couple days. Like, is that just me? Or Lord, is that what you want me to share? Because you see, They still mocked him up until he gave up his life. He said, I thirst. They gave him the drink of soldiers and slaves. But he was a king. The king of kings who came to us, took all the sin, everything that was meant against us that we could not do on our own, took that with him into that grave, and he rose again. He left all that stuff there. He's leading you and guiding you in your life. And he will show you the healing he is doing. 
long before you ever knew him. And maybe you came out of the womb knowing him. I mean, you were knit together in your mother's womb by God himself. Every child is a miracle. Every birth is a miracle. And we know that the enemy wants to destroy children. And if he can start at the womb, he's starting there. If he can't get him there, he's starting. Look at Jesus when he was two years old. They were trying to destroy him, or toddler years, trying to destroy him. That he would send people out. God's still protected until such a time as this. And so, my friend, be encouraged. Your prayers are powerful because it is not in your own effort, in your own strength, in your own wisdom and knowledge. It is in the strength of Almighty God in you, through you, and around you. It is the wisdom of God. It is the Spirit of God. It is the Word of God. It is the light, the way, the truth, the gate. He is able to do much more than you can ask, think, or imagine. So be encouraged. Read John 19. When Jesus said, I thirst, he is the living water. He was taking all of that upon himself and it was drying him up. But he needed to say one more thing. He needed to say, it is finished. He did what he came to do. And God will always accomplish that for which he sends something out. His word will always accomplish that for which it is sent. So my encouragement to you, I know, will accomplish that for which it is sent. Not because of anything I do or know or say, but because it is his word spoken aloud, will not return void. And so my friend, be encouraged. He loves you that much that he would bring something together in my spirit. That as I share it with you, there is something significant for you in this. Unbeknownst to me. So it's not like I have this crystal ball looking in front of me that I'm going to talk to you and say, oh, I know everything in your life that's going on. There are people that will look into your life and try to do that. It's called witchcraft. But God, when he looks into your life, he sees himself. God looks upon you and sees his creation, his reflection. He knows you. He loves you. He created you. He doesn't want to destroy you. He wants you to know how much he loves you. He wants you to know that his plans for you are good and not evil, to give you a hope and a future. So my friend, be encouraged. The love of Christ in his word would come to you today to give you something that you've been asking him for for so long. Take it to him and ask him for further revelation because there's a light shining on it right now. And if you need to, if you need to journal it out or write it out or draw it out or paint it out, sing it out, play it out, whatever you need to do, you have so much value. You are such a treasure that God himself would show up for you in a way that only you and he know what that means. So be blessed, my friend. He is doing so much in our world, in our lives. His ways are higher than our ways. And remember, his power is over all powers and principalities. He is the king 
of kings. He is the Lord of lords. Pilate knew it. He wouldn't, he wouldn't sentence him to something. He gave it to the people. He washed his hands of it because he knew. I wrote, I have, what I have written, I have written. He knew. But the religious leaders did not want that written because it specified who he was. They wanted to say, well, this is who he claimed to be. And even still, his words, I am. They knew. They knew it too. But they knew what was about to happen when Jesus made a way for the Gentiles where only the Jewish community had given permission or grace or whatever it was. Jesus came and made a way for everyone that all should believe unto him. Believe, profess, know that he is the Christ who came who died and who rose again and is living in the hearts of God's people. Those who say yes to him, he dwells and how lovely is his dwelling place. And wherever God lives, it's pure, it's holy. It is the kingdom of heaven here on earth. And so thy kingdom come, thy will be done. God's going to do his will on this earth. But his love for you is greater than anything. His love for you is greater than hate, greater than anxiety, greater than depression, greater than anything coming against you. And as you stand with him, you've got all of heaven fighting that battle for you. You have angelic presence, warring angels partnering with you and your prayers to God in his wisdom and knowledge, knowing how to defeat the battle that's in front of you. Maybe you don't know how to dismantle that. Maybe you don't know how to fight that battle. Maybe you don't know how to step into that or even know what's going on. All you know is there's something in front of you that's really big and you don't know how to deal with it. God says, I've got angels fighting on your behalf. My wisdom, my perspective, I see. I see all of it that's in front of you. And my, what is it, um, again, that scripture what he has in front of you is not meant for evil. It's meant for good. To give you hope and a future. So that thing in front of you isn't going to crush you. That thing in front of you isn't going to enslave you. That thing in front of you is about to set you free. It's about freedom. And whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And there's that, oh, the scripture about... Oh, I think it was probably a song where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. You take that spirit wherever you go. So where you go, there's freedom. Where you speak his word and his truth, it will never return void. So it will accomplish that for which it was sent. There's victory. Because when the enemy tries to destroy with something, it's not always victorious. It's tormenting. It's whatever it is. But it's not victorious because God has the victory. We have the victory. And so here's what my, my cousin shared this with me profoundly when I asked him to pray because of some health issues. I said, don't, don't stop praying. Keep praying. I may be praying for you. And what he shared with me is he says, you know what most people miss 
He says, I'm already victorious. He said, and so are you. He said, do you realize you're not just one in a million? You are one in 10 million. This is what he shared with me. He said, do you realize that when that sperm fertilized that egg, you are the one that was victorious. All the rest of them failed, but you made it. You are victorious. You are a miracle. Think about that. Those odds. All those trying for one. And my friend, the same is true for you. The miracle of life. And God is the giver of life, love, grace, mercy, hope, redemption, restoration, resurrection, light. Go and look up who he is. And I just thought it was so profound. So when you pray, know that you already are victorious, but even more so, we are victorious because of Jesus Christ, resurrected self. And he took it all and left it in the grave. It was too heavy for us. God knew it. We could never measure up to all the rules and regulations. God knew it. But it is by grace that you are saved. Not of anything you could do. It's not of works, lest anyone should boast. It is the gift of God. So my friend, I want to encourage you today to enjoy that gift that God has given you. You have the living water that will never run dry. You are not a soldier, a slave. You are a daughter of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. You are his daughter, his creation. You are love because he is in you and you radiate the reflection of him. So go and look what all that means. So I hope that encouraged you. I hope I was able to bring it together in a way that God wanted. And if I wasn't able to do it with my words, I trust that he is able to do it with his spirit, his intention for you. But his word will never return void. So go read John chapter 9. Go read about whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Go read about that grace is a gift. And go read about where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Go read about those things. And be full of life. And be full of God. And his vision for you. His hope for you. His love for you. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thanks for listening to Dynastream's podcast, I Said a Prayer for You Today. For more encouragements, visit our Facebook page at Dynastream LLC. That's D-Y-N-A-S-T-R-E-A-M-L-L-C. We'd love to hear from you. See you there.